Hello, this is Rob Lord, and you're listening to the From Silence Something to Say podcast, episode number five. If you've missed the first few episodes, let me remind you that this is a podcast dedicated to finding wisdom to lead a more flourishing life. So I share the conviction that the Sermon on the Mount is Christianity's answer to the greatest metaphysical question that humanity has always faced. How can we experience true human flourishing? Sermon is a piece of wisdom teaching from Jesus and invites people into this true human flourishing through wholeness that is centered on God and is present, available, and coming reign and realm. In other words, his kingdom. So the Sermon on the Mount is really the epicenter of the entire Bible, and it addresses this question of flourishing. And I want to spend a few episodes looking at some of the key ideas, some of the core ideas of Jesus's wisdom teaching on what it means to be a good person, to live a good life, to flourish in this world. Several years ago, when I was studying with Dallas Willard, he raised a question when he said, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? What is the meaning of your life? And he said that it's the nature of human beings to drift away from the point, and we need course corrections. And we do that by referring to our aim, to our ends. It's hard to live to the point, and the rule, not the exception, is that we are constantly pulled in so many directions that we lose the point or we miss the aim. There's a sense in which when Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God, he's telling us, this is the way that you seek meaning. This is the way that you find flourishing. It's in your aim. So here's the central passage of the Sermon on the Mount. It begins in chapter six, verse 28, and ends with the key that unlocks the entire sermon. Listen again. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his goodness. And all these things will be added to you. They will begin to come towards you. Recently, I've been reading a book by Dr. Jordan Peterson, Shirley you know who he is by now. I mean, he is a clinical psychologist with over two decades of deep in the trenches experience, a tenured professor of psychology at the University of Toronto. He is truly brilliant, uh, remarkably well-learned, precisely spoken, and very deep character. I don't agree with everything that Peterson is writing by any stretch of the imagination, but he is speaking to the void that is within our culture, and particularly for people who are seeking for meaning, trying to find the right aim in life, 
And listen to these words that he says about the question of your aim and the Sermon of the Mount. What does this all mean? It means to orient yourself properly. Orient. And then, and only then, concentrate on the day. Set your sights at the good, the beautiful, and the true. And then focus pointedly and carefully on the concerns of each moment. Aim. Aim continually at heaven while you work diligently on earth. So Dr. Peterson is interpreting this passage from the Sermon on the Mount, seeking first the kingdom of God to arrive at this. He's saying, posit the highest good that you can conceive of and commit yourself to it. Then your day-to-day concerns and perceptions will be meaningfully aligned with the good. Like Dallas Willard, he's saying that what you aim at shapes what you see. It's like the world shifts itself around your aim. And that's because as human beings, we are aiming creatures. You have to have an aim in order to do something. You look at a point and you move towards it. It's built right into you. In other words, your aim sets up the world around you. So we need to aim up to place the alleviation of unnecessary suffering and pain at the pinnacle of our hierarchy of values is to work to bring about the kingdom of God on earth. Now, I find that absolutely fascinating that a man who has uh, absolutely no, at least explicit, Christian commitment is saying literally things that are informed by the wisdom of Jesus and what it means to flourish. So it's not this big job or big chore to seek the realm of God, the kingdom of God, because it literally is the greatest opportunity in human life. It is what brings meaning into your life. And if it sounds dreary, that's how badly we've missed the point. We've drifted because there is joy, true joy and meaning in seeking the kingdom of God. When Jesus encourages us to seek first the kingdom of God, he means to look for it everywhere. It's like when you lose your keys, you look everywhere for them. And the same thing is true about aiming our sight and our focus and our day. We look for God in action. That's what the kingdom means. It's God acting in our midst. It's God's actions of love and of presence. God being with us in the midst of all of our activities. So to look for the kingdom is to see where God is acting and to join him in that effort, to join him in what he's doing. So we aim at what we value and our highest value to live a life of flourishing, says Jesus, is to seek first above all else, everything else. What really matters is the reign and realm and action of God. Let me give you an example. A couple weekends ago, I was teaching, doing a day-long workshop. We were exploring the Enneagram as a sacred tool of helping us to grow in our self-awareness of ourselves, to be more self-observant of the ways in which we impact uh, one another, and to help us release some of the arthritic grip of our personalities, which sometimes can hinder us so deeply and profoundly from moving into our true selves and from flourishing in life with others. And at the end of the day, there was a gentleman who came up to ask a couple of questions and he 
expressed the fact that through this workshop, through this day that he had spent with us, that he began to have a deeper sense of serenity about the challenges of working with so many different types of people. He realized that in many ways, uh, we are dependent upon each other's creation gifts. We need one another to become fully human and fully alive. And I was so thrilled to recognize that God was acting in him, in the ideas that he was expressing. It was evidence to me of the reign and realm of God. One final idea that comes out of this unique passage in seeking first, seeking above all else, the action of God, the reign and realm of God is this. And I learned this as well from Dallas Willard and his idea that God wants us to receive his grace to enable and to empower us to do those things which we cannot do on our own. But grace is not opposed to effort. It's opposed to earning. But notice that Jesus is calling us to action when he says, what is your aim? Seek first. That's our responsibility. It's taking up that responsibility every day, which is going to enable us to become people who are growing in virtue, that is, in the ability to respond in ways that are truly transforming and helpful in the world. Because our flourishing is meant not just for ourselves, is it? It's really meant to contribute to the world and to the flourishing of others. So what should you aim at then? Aim high. Seek first the kingdom of God. If you orient yourself towards that good, which is the highest good, then the present moment will start revealing ways in which your days could be positively transformed by your actions. So we have to pay attention. We can ask ourselves through prayer and self-reflection what we could do today to improve the reality of our life and the life of others by actions of kindness and service and love and go ahead and engage in those aims in life. Let me close with a quote from the book, The Sermon on the Mount and Human Flourishing by Jonathan Pennington. He says this, the gospels, including the important part we call the Sermon on the Mount, understand that the Christian faith is a following after, learning from, and becoming like the master Jesus, who's teaching the wisest and truest way of being in the world. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you'd like to subscribe and receive them automatically, you can do that by signing up on one of the buttons on the webpage. And also you could leave a comment or two, encourage me, let me know what you like, what I can do to improve the podcast. That'd be great. And now in the name of the restful Father, in the name of the calming Son, in the name of the peaceful Spirit, May we in God be one.